Hello, everybody. This is LJ Regine. I am the owner of Rocks Fire Fitness. Welcome to the first episode of... Oh, fuck. What's the name of my podcast? <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. Hey, this is LJ from Rocks Fire Fitness. Welcome to the first episode of Rocks Fireside Chats. You like that? I like that. You like that. Uh, I am the owner of Rocks Fire Fitness, as I previously said, and this podcast is going to be talking everything fitness, everything related to Rocks Fire, and everything related to being an entrepreneur who owns a small business. Today, what I want to do is talk about programming. As a micro gym owner, it is one of the biggest things that you have to figure out for yourself. And to help me talk about this today, I have my head coach and head programmer, Jordan Gdansky. Hello, Jordan. Hello, hello there. How are you? I'm very good. What about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Now, Jordan, actually, your, your name's really Yarden, right? Yes, Yarden. Can you tell me, Yarden, can Jordan. you tell me why you have everybody call you Jordan? Uh, just because I found it easier. So when I say people, you're then they're going to start saying Gordon and Jordan. So right. I make my life easier by saying Jordan, you like do. Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan, yeah. yes. You did play basketball though, right? Like I you did were a play basketball. basketball. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be very good at it. But and were you? I was not good enough, I guess. So hold on a minute. Tell everybody where you're from because you're from Israel, right? And you moved to America how long ago? Uh, three and a half years ago. Three and a half years yeah, ago? Yeah, but it's actually my second time in the States, so I'm a little bit familiar with what's going on, so I want to come yeah. back specifically to what Florida. What is going on, Jordan? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is for another conversation. Oh, okay. Yes. So this is, I'm really excited about this because Jordan and I um, have been working together for uh, about a year and a half now. Uh, he started working with me in the fall of 2019. And, um, you know, since that whole time, we had to close the gym at one point because of COVID and we had to go to filming and I was like, Jordan, you're going to be the star of our on-demand videos. And he was like, I don't want to be. And I was like, you don't have a choice. So I forced him, right? Didn't I force you? Uh, yes. Yes. It generally forced me. I would never, never done it by myself. I know, but it, but it, it ended up really helping you speak better English, have better diction with like how you're communicating with people when you say Oh, definitely made me like speak slower. Yes. Uh, try to explain more sim- in a simple way. Yeah. And I was good. But he still hates being in front of the camera. So I think he's really relieved right now that this is just microphone um, and we're not filming it because you're really relaxed. Yeah, it does make my life easier, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you got to think about what you're going to do with your face, how you're going to look like, yeah. and it's too, it's too much stress. It's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. So when Jordan came on to Rocks Fire, this was in the fall of 2019, I had, was making a switch. So I had originally opened as a CrossFit gym um, at the beginning of 2019 because that's what I knew. I came from the world of CrossFit. I have been in CrossFit gyms for about eight years or so. And I loved CrossFit, but specifically what I loved about CrossFit was the community aspect. So it was so important to me when I was opening a gym that that was a big piece of it. However, I have a 1,500 square foot space. It is very small. So if you know anything about operational capacity, it's basically how many people can you get into your space at one time and how much money you know is each spot, is each person worth. And you have to really figure out when you're running your business how much your space is worth versus how many members versus what you can estimate of your max capacity, right? 
So when I was considering changing things up a bit, I started working with Stu Brower from WTF Gym Talk, and he has totally rocked my world and changed my life. And we did a branding exercise, which was, okay, really what is LJ Fit? So if we're taking CrossFit out of the equation and we're, and we're saying, okay, we want to do something fitness related, but we want to remove the barbells because if we have the barbells in here, it's just not enough room. And truth be told, I didn't, I love barbells. I've worked with barbells for years and I know you continue to work with the barbell. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love doing lifts, um, every now and again. But for me, I always really struggle with group fitness, right? When you have a group of people you're trying to manage playing with the barbell, especially when it comes to Olympic movements like clean and jerks and snatches. What do you think about that? Your, your honest opinion on working with a group with the barbell? I honestly find it really hard to train sometimes one-on-one the most basic deadlift squats, presses, and then add a group and make it more complicated with snatch, clean, and jerk, and people can get really, really uh, frustrated. And people won't just want to get a good workout. They don't really have to have a lot of weight on the bar. Right. And, and, and it's so technical, right? So, and that's what yes. the struggle is, right? It's like, okay, like there are so many different moves here. So long story short, when you go into a CrossFit class, right? You, and if it's, it, and if there's like a lift in the, in the class, you're spending a good 15 minutes drilling the positions. And if you're going to a CrossFit gym, that's not doing that. And they're just like, Hey, this is how you clean. And they show you the move. It's probably not a good CrossFit gym for you. Right. But we were finding that, you know, we were spending so much time and people are like, I want to get a fucking workout in. Like, and so for me, I was like, okay, is it necessary? And so I think we started to think like, okay, we've got a smaller space. So barbells don't necessarily work to begin with, but are they even necessary to what we want to provide to them? Right. And when I started working on this whole concept, you know, what I liked about Jordan and where he came from is you've done CrossFit, right? Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about like just your fitness background and where you came from and how you trained, like you know, just generally? Uh, generally, I came from basketball, which is a lot of conditioning. But then I started doing CrossFit and I loved it, and I actually try to be like competitive in Israel. Um, Ooh, are you like on the like CrossFit Open? Like, if you look, you yes, are, yeah? yes. I was very high, very very high. I mean, from the bottom, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even here I was doing CrossFit. I was thinking, so I found it for myself. I mean, for to get better at CrossFit and just to have a nice physique from CrossFit, doing just classes are not enough. So you got to go do extra bodybuilding by yourself, extra, extra, extra. So right. So like for you, having it wasn't just like the performance aspect which you loved. Yeah. It was also the aesthetics. Like Correct. you wanted to look fit. You wanted to look strong. And so I think what we had both found is, you know, unless you're a CrossFit competitor who's training multiple times a day, which they're also doing, they're not just doing CrossFit style workouts, they're also training strength, they're also doing some bodybuilding stuff, it's really hard to get that look that you want. Yeah, I believe if actually competitive, people don't see, I think they mainly do strength, bodybuilding, and then we need to peak to conditioning, this is when they start peak conditioning, but... In order to just to look good and feel good, you don't have to kill yourself every day. Uh, With like, a CrossFit-style workout. Yeah. And a lot of the competitors who, who are big in the CrossFit world, they came from Olympic weightlifting. They came from bodybuilding or, or powerlifting or strength training or, or they were conditioning athletes. So they already had 
a pretty good physique and the CrossFit that they were doing enhanced their physique. And I feel like the issue was for me was, you know, people see CrossFit competitors and they're like, how do I look like that? Oh, take a CrossFit class. And it's really not, it's not that simple. It's not simple at all, actually. And it depends on the bias on the gym. Some gyms are like more just about weightlifting and killing yourself. So they don't really benefit from it. But if there's a really good programmer at the rocks, the, I'm sorry, if there's a really good programmer at the CrossFit itself, uh, they can actually benefit from it. But if you just want to look good, I think utilizing the one hour, which is just pure lifting instead of going technique for so long, so such a long period of time, you're just going to get better physique, better yeah. feeling, better workout. And sometimes when you finish CrossFit, it's so intense that you are exhausted and it's hard to recover totally. from it. No, I, I, I totally agree. And especially, you know, so that was one of our biggest considerations, right? We were looking at the fact, okay, what if we didn't have barbells here, right? was the first thing. The second thing was, you know, as Jordan was saying, he came from um, enjoying doing a lot of bodybuilding and strength training. And that was me too. So when I was in... Um, especially when I was in DC. So I worked at uh, two CrossFit gyms in DC and I would do CrossFit in the afternoon and then in the morning I would go to the gym and I would lift. I would do bodybuilding and I would do CrossFit. And that's when I saw the biggest change in my physique. So the first piece was, okay, how do we make what we're doing less technical so we can get more people working out? And then how do we focus on what we really love, which is performance, like getting that, getting that um, you know, competitive juices flowing, pushing yourself, but also getting the aesthetics that we want. So that's kind of where we started. So when we started really visioning this, you know, we thought, okay, what if we had three styles of, of classes, right? And so we kind of came up with these concepts of build, rev, and fuse. Now, where we are now is about a year and a half later, and I feel like now we have a really solid understanding of the product, but it took us time to get there. And that's kind of one thing I wanted to share with you guys is that if you are switching from CrossFit to um, your own style of training or you want to diversify what you're doing, it's not something that happens overnight. It's a lot of trial and error. Right. So I think when we first started, um, well, let's actually let's talk through build, rev and fuse and what they are. So, Jordan, um, tell me a little bit about those three classes. OK, so let's start with the first one. The first one is going to be build and exactly how it sounds like we're going to do focusing on bodybuilding. So it can be um, either a full body bodybuilding uh, specific muscle, let's say just chest. And you're going to have something a little bit more heavier, a little bit slower. So it's a little bit more muscle target. So let's say we're going to have back and chest, we're going to have shoulders, we're going to have arms. And the approach is a little bit different, unlike when we go for fuse and rep. Yeah, so so with build specifically, right, like we, um, and this is something that we really kind of came to later, is we really, actually I think we started with it, we really wanted to work with tempos, right? Yeah. And we did, you know, if you do your research, time under tension, right, T-U-T, that's what... It, the research indicates builds the most amount of muscle mass, right? It's not about just like lifting heavy weights. It's about spending time making sure you're fully uh, engaging your muscles from start to finish, getting that full range of motion, right? And I also what I think working with tempos does is it helps athletes really focus on the form or it helps our members really focus on the form, right? Instead of like, oh, I'm just going to pump biceps, right? It's like, well, actually, if we add this three or four second negative, you have to make sure that you can actually lift that weight. So I think that sometimes we go lighter 
in build than we do do infuse and people you know they're like oh aren't we supposed to be lifting heavy and it's like not necessarily with bodybuilding right yeah i don't think at all actually actually bodybuilding if you go slow and really want to know like how to fill a specific muscle you can't go that heavy so going slow really forces you to fill what you need to fill and walk properly yeah that mind muscle connection yeah. and i think that's one thing that we really stress in the build class is like what muscle is activating right now and can you feel that in your body and i think having that connection really forces you to push a little bit a little bit harder yeah and i think if you go too heavy you probably can't you, you go too light you probably won't feel it so you always have to find like the right balance which takes time to everybody yeah and so and let's talk about some of the challenges with that too so if you look at um other micro gyms like orange theory and we have a lot of local smaller um gyms that are studios like ours and they're primarily cardio focused right and when they do um have strength training um it is i think a little bit it, it, it from my understanding a lot of here no around here nobody really focuses on tempo so it's something that I think we brought a little bit unique to the market that you can actually do bodybuilding in a group class setting, but I don't think it's something that gets done super often or a lot because most people who are looking for that sort of uh, small group gym, they're always like into the cardio you know, aspect of it and pushing themselves. And so I think what we tried to do with build has really informed other choices that we make, like who we've hired as trainers, right? One of our trainers, Shannon, she didn't come from a group fitness background. She came from a personal training background. She was a tier three personal trainer at Equinox, I believe. And I think for her, like, you know, she's worked one-on-one -on -one with clients on really making sure that the movement, when you're doing bodybuilding, the isolations that you're, that it's, you know, as proper as possible. So I think that's something yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is like uh, people who come to studio, they want to feel like they're dying all the time. And I think with people need to understand the bodybuilding, you're not necessarily gonna die. Like your body's not gonna be super exhausted. And we focus more on feeling your muscle uh, being challenged rather than all your body. And this is how you're gonna be more focused. And this is why we have different classes to really challenge all your yeah. body. Yeah, and I think that's been another struggle uh, for us as well. Is you know, sometimes when you leave a build class, you're not dead, right? And I think for us, it's like, okay, how do we give people that, that heart rate up that they want and that sweaty feeling when they're not necessarily, you know, they're not really taxing their heart, they're really taxing their, their muscle endurance. So, so we typically have um, two pieces in our build class and our, we have two styles now. We didn't start out with two styles, we just had build. Now we have build pump and build target. And that's more internal marketing. It's not something that we necessarily push out or try to make new prospects understand, but it's something that we get our members to understand that build pump, you're going to have a little bit more of a, a pump set at the end that's going to be a little bit more taxing on the, hearty, on the, on the heart. It's going to be a little less tempo focused. And in build pump, we also typically will pair more muscle groups together. So we may have a push day or a pull day, right, every other week. Um, with build target, that's our other variation of build. That's when we're like, okay, we're just focusing on arms. We're just focusing on chest. We're just focusing on legs and glutes. And that is, again, I think people like the variation there and the variety because they can push themselves in a totally different way. And I agree. And I think uh, that's why we also like the pump because the way people feel like they engage all the body, it's actually kind of like make them feel good so they like it. And yeah. if they want to have an additional additional 
class which is going to be the target it's a little bit slower it's a different feeling but it forces you to go heavier on a bodybuilding which is a great feeling yeah and and so what i would you know uh, for all you guys out there that are you know trying to figure out what your style of programming is like try different things jordan and i have tried so many different variations we're constantly working together like he is the head programmer so a lot of um a lot of what you see day to day at Roxfire is Jordan, but you know I have been I, I have my input as the owner that I'm like okay I want this to feel a certain way I want a certain sort of style I want to try a new movement I don't like this this variety but it's good because we have each other to work with and then Shannon um, also gives us some good feedback about things we're not thinking about and you know we're guys right so like we're like yeah we want to do chest and arms right. And, you know, Shannon forces us to remember that a lot of girls don't necessarily want big traps. A lot of girls don't necessarily want a massive chest, right? So it's a good balance when she gives us feedback. And we always typically have a legs and glutes day uh, every week. And that's something that's popular with our female members and our male members. So we really try to um, not do too many, too much with shoulders specifically yeah. in our build classes because we're pretty much holding, hitting shoulders. It's just one of those things. It's like you're either hitting your shoulders or your legs all the time, in, all the time right? So it's hard to, hard to do that. So you'll never um, see like a build shoulders day because typically in fuse or rev, there's something that you're doing overhead. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you do like chest, you're going to have your shoulders. You're going to do back. You have some kind of shoulders. So if you're going to have fuse we do a lot of explosive overhead so if you had another shoulder 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 people are going to be dying totally so um so let's talk a little bit about on the, on the other end of that we have rev so rev is our conditioning class and so if you're a crossfitter what you think of rev as is our metcon class however just like we have two variations of rev we have two variations i mean just like we had two variations of build we have two variations of rev we have spark and we have sweat Oh, Jordan's phone's ringing. I thought you silenced yourself. I did. You it's, did. It's actually enough. Oh. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about let's talk about Rev a little bit. Rev is going to be our highest intensity class, right? And it's going to be the loading intention is going to be really really light. So in Rev, we'll often do either body weight movements, we'll do wall balls, we'll do jump ropes, we'll do rec bags, but we never have dumbbells, we never have kettlebells, which you're going to find pretty much in every build or fuse class. So Jordan, tell us about um, kind of how we came up with the two different styles of rev. Uh, yeah, generally because we want to make sure we, we both uh, eat all um, systems, like all uh, pads of energy. So we want to have something that's a little bit longer, lighter. You can sustain the same amount of like pace throughout the workout. One is going to be actually very, very fast and you have to rest in between. So it gives you really, really, really intensity. So your heart rate is gonna be much, much higher. So you have a combination of boots. Yeah, so we have rev sweat, and that's gonna be our longer range. So it'll typically be like an eight to a 10 minute um, AMRAP, and then it'll be a rest. It'll be another eight to 10 minute AMRAP, a rest, and then a third one. Or it might be like a 30 minute AMRAP or a 20 minute something or other. So that'll be our longer range one where the heart rate is elevated. You're trying to find a higher intensity, but you're trying to maintain a steady pace. And then spark is going to be our interval class where we do basically do high intensity interval training. So it's usually like two minutes on, one minute off. Sometimes even one minute, I mean, one thirty. I mean, it can't really go very, very fast longer than two minutes. So it's... 
normally won't be more than two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also um, in there we'll play with, um, okay, you'll do a 200-meter row. You'll hop off. You'll do 10 push-ups and five wall-wall shots, and you have two minutes to complete that. And once you're finished, you rest, and then you repeat it, right? So we kind of play with a couple different yeah. things. But the goal there is to really spike that, spike that heart rate up. And, you know, uh, I love hit style training because it's, it's challenging, it's difficult. And that's like, and that's the thing, like that in the boutique fitness world, that is what like people are looking for. They're looking for that feeling of exhaustion. And you're definitely going to get that in the rev class. So I think like that is the easiest class for people who are new to what we do to come into because it's going to be the most familiar to them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's less technical. No dumbbells, no kettlebells, usually body weight, running, jumping. It's like something everybody must have done in the past before. Unlike they're going to go to Fuse, which is going to be the next class, which is going to be a little bit more complicated, complex, explosiveness, core. Yeah. So, so Fuse is the one that I know in the very beginning, I knew Rev and I knew Build, but I couldn't quite figure out what I wanted for Fuse. And um, so we kind of went through a big process of like, what is Fuse, right? And I think like we had a hard time explaining it. And I think we were always kind of changing the programming. And I think what we wanted to do with Fuse is we wanted to take those elements of CrossFit that we loved, right? That you're really pushing yourself, but we didn't want it to feel like a rev class, right? Where you're getting that heart rate up and you're just going, going, going. So what we kind of landed on was, okay, if we have pretty much no weight or very lightweight in rev and we have about medium weight in build, why don't we go our heaviest lifting in fuse? So um, tell me a little bit about sort of how that kind of came about or what we, what we thought of when we were thinking that. Yeah, I think we were thinking about uh, something in between because if you have bodybuilding, which is very controlled, and rev is going to be something that's like either fast or like long, we want to have something that's going to engage all your body. So, for example, it's going to be complex of snatch and cleans. So you have to basically engage your hips, your core, your shoulders, your arms, everything, and you really have to push on each rep and rep. And it's a little bit different stimulation to your body. And also find it a little bit something different and a little bit fun and learn about yourself for the women and for the guys, they can actually lift very heavy and everybody really surprised them. Um, yeah. Makes them, oh my God, I can lift 50 pounds over it. This is amazing. I never thought I would have done it. Yeah. So people feel really strong and the feeling of lifting heavy weights makes you feel really good. Yeah, so I think that that fuse, we kind of took what the experience that people love about CrossFit, which is heavier lifting and higher intensity, and put it into one class, but we demystified it by taking out the barbells and yeah. taking out all of the technique work. So we have two variations of Fuse. We have Fuse Complex, and then we have Fuse Power, right? So Fuse Complex is typically going to be a dumbbell or a kettlebell complex, which we love because this is like, to me, like kettlebell training – I think is one of the best total body strength and conditioning, you know, training styles you can do for yourself. So it'll be something like, all right, we're going to do a kettlebell swing, a snatch, a burpee, and a, and a row two times on each side. And it'll be something like you have a minute and 15 seconds to do that. So you do that and then you rest. And then we'll do another minute 
and we'll uh, typically add something like uh, a power movement, right? If it's fused power, for example, we'll work on high vertical jumps or we'll work on higher box jumps, we'll work on sprinting. And it'll just be a minute and 15 of typically one movement that we're trying to create some power and generate power in our body. Because I think that's one of the great things about CrossFit is that it really forces you, or, the, or, or an Olympic lifting specifically, really forces you to generate power from your hips to transfer transfer to your shoulder and and like that sort of power and that force production it's not something that a lot of people work with because i think it's something that it's hard for people to understand you know what i mean uh it's really hard because you have to have really good coordination so for athletes it comes really naturally but but for people who don't really come from bodybuilding they never really done this kind of stuff so and, and everything is very slow and controlled in bodybuilding, yeah. which makes sense. But this is a class where we're like, okay, you have so much power in your body yeah. that you don't realize you have. And most people don't even realize the power they generate from their hips, right? Yeah. Because that's what a kettlebell swing really is. It's generating power from your hamstrings, your hips, and your glutes to swing the bell. It's not about lifting it with your arms. So what I think we like about that is like in Rev, sure, you're definitely like creating power, but since you're going so light, the focus is really on just keeping that heart rate up and moving through the movements. In Fuse, it's a little bit less work, but it's so focused that you really have to get that power in your body. And, and we'll also play with stuff like bands. Like for example, this week we had um, a banded push press, right? So a band adds this extra layer of resistance that you have to when you're doing a push press. You have to use, so you, you basically loop the, the band around the dumbbell and then you have the other end of the band on your foot, right? So it's waiting, yeah. you've got the, 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 the dumbbell on your shoulder, you're gonna dip down and you're gonna drive, you're gonna load and explode as Aaron yeah. says. You're going to dip down. You're going to drive up with your hips and you really have to use your hips to lift the weight. And I just think it's such a cool experience because it's so different from, from Rev and from, from Build, you know? Yeah, I think like adding some explosive hips also with a band because it keeps attention throughout all the movement unless without it. And I think people just kind of discovered new thing for them. And I found that people start to like use the most yeah because it's really it's combination of strength and conditioning right so you have some kind of lifting you which have... is why it's fused right yes, and that's yes. where and that's where like it's now easy to explain and it makes so much sense and when we tell people okay and then infuse you're gonna do rev and build smash together yeah and i think like we have uh the core is a little bit different when we do in rev so we have much more challenging core movements much more challenging movements for everything and then when it comes to the conditioning it's going to be a little bit different yeah it's going to be like something for time so you got to challenge yourself like you you against yourself and it's usually going to be with additional weight like dumbbells something's a little more heavier but also a little bit com complex like a snatch and clean and thrusters with kettlebells or dumbbells and yeah i think also mentally it's it's challenging because, but it also forces you to walk in really good form. So this is why we're here for a small group classes, so we can really yeah. So it's like we're taking we're taking what we loved about CrossFit, right? So so Fuse is the only class that you'll see a four time workout in. Yeah. And with the four time workout, what we always say is this is your opportunity now to push yourself with good form, right? So it'll be something like ascending or descending reps. Like this week, it was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Toes to ring or knee raises, so we can scale it down. And then it was, um, or, or sorry, it started at ten. 
it was 10 down to 1 and then two, with four, toes six, to rain. Eight, two yep. swings. And then 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, all the way up to 20 kettlebell swings. Um, and it was really challenging workout because everyone finishes at a different time, right? And it's really about how hard can you push yourself. And it's a different push, I feel like, than rev because rev is kind of like – you know you're going to repeat this. It's going to be something that you're going to have a couple opportunities yeah. to do, and maybe you can ramp up the intensity as you go or find a baseline in that first round and be like, okay, let me try to push a little bit faster. This is just like how do I manage my pacing? How do I manage you know, that heart rate when it starts to spike so I can keep moving smoothly through the workout? So, And I think that's one thing that – you know, jumping back to what we were talking about earlier – as athletes, right, in performance, that's something that we enjoy, you know, figuring out like, okay, if I go really hard on this first round in this four-time workout, I'm going to be dead, right? And that's not necessarily what you're thinking at all in build. And that's not necessarily what we're asking you to think about in rev, but it's something that we think about in fuse a lot. Yeah, it's like building a strategy, like kind of like CrossFit, when you do like the open CrossFit, you got to prepare for it. It's going to be the same thing with Fuse. So obviously it's not going to be as crazy as we do the CrossFit, but we're still going to give them option to think how they're going to do it. And they're going to learn as they go, like when, where are they, where are they going to be strong? Like with conditioning, with lifting heavy, when they can push, when they have to slow down. So it's a really good learning experience for themselves. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, I, so I think with those three styles and the way that we've kind of tinkered with it and changed it, we're now in a place where we feel like, okay, the product that we have is super clear to us and it's now super clear and easy to explain to people, but we've really drawn on all of our experience you know, that we've had in the lifting world. Like, I love Olympic weightlifting. I love doing hit classes. I started out doing bodybuilding. I played sports when I was younger. And same thing with you. We've kind of taken everything that we love about fitness and we put it into one great workout and the goal of that workout and what we say to people is train like a superhero right and so I've always loved this kind of superhero avatar idea I grew up loving superheroes Batman and Superman I'm a big DC guy Marvel's great too but for me I wanted to really you know if I was thinking about how would a superhero train I feel like they would do similar to what we're doing right for their fitness they need to be fast they need to be strong they need to be strategic they have to think about you know the different skills that they're going to utilize so I think from a marketing perspective it's fun it's catchy and so what we ended up doing with that is we created three different superheroes that represent the three classes and we have three avatars and that's helped us in our marketing it's on our website when people see the class description you'll see the superhero next to them so you start to identify from a marketing perspective the superhero with the class and then it's helped us with stuff like t-shirts and other things where you know we had a t-shirt um, you know, one superhero on the t-shirt and it was like, pick your favorite hero shirt. And it was pretty cool to see like who picked build superhero, who picked revs, who picked fuse. Um, so I, I just think from that standpoint, it's been, it's been really cool. No, I think it's really good. I think it makes it interesting. And also what's good about the gym that you want to come and push, but we also try to make it very welcoming and we want to make it as simple, but yet, uh, the most effective and the most fun it can be because, when you go to CrossFit and you teach weightlifting, which again, I love, but you can see people getting frustrated. Yeah. So we want to make sure when people come to the gym, they're going to be like, okay, it makes sense. It's maybe take a little bit of a while, but I can do it. I don't, want to, I don't want people to leave like, oh my God, I failed because I couldn't snatch on the first day. So I want to make right. sure they feel 
oh my god, I did pretty good. And it's going to be approachable for everybody, with experience, without experience. So I think this is what's really good about this place. And it's going to be, doesn't matter how old you are. Like a lot of people come, I didn't walk out for one year because of COVID. That's fine. Nobody cares. You start. Build yourself up. Yeah, and we scale yeah. them down, right? So like, yeah. for example, if, we, if it's a day with a, a kettlebell complex and it's their first class, we'll give them a dumbbell because yeah. it's a little bit easier to manage a dumbbell. The kettlebell is its own beautiful thing and you have to really understand how your wrist you know, works and how you move uh, with the kettlebell. The dumbbell is a little bit easier to translate for people, right? So we don't baby people, but we start them where they're at. We try to meet them where they're at, right? And then maybe the next time they come in, you know, we'll have them go with a little bit heavier of a dumbbell and then we'll start having them work with a kettlebell. So we like to make it so that there's not too many movements per class, but there's always a modification. There's always something that we can do as coaches and for coaching to give them a little bit cute, a little bit of a cue and a tip. And we triage, right? So you might have some people come in and they can't squat, right? Yeah. They can't even get to depth, right? And, you know, we were raised in good CrossFit gyms that really focused on, on form, right? And having that good squat, getting your ass to grass or getting your hips below parallel it's a challenge for some people. So what do we do? If it's something where it's like thrusters, right? Or something where it's like, um, you know, something where they have to go overhead. I don't even have them do that. I'm like, here's your wall ball. You're going to actually tap your butt to the wall ball and stand back up. You're not going to worry about going overhead. And that'll be the first time maybe they come in. So I think that while we cater, I think that, so, you know, when you think of, of fitness gyms, you have, um, what we call beginner fitness, or evolving fitness. And I think we're definitely more of an evolving fitness place. Like a lot of our members have had a lot of different training when they come in here, but that doesn't mean that we don't get beginners who come in and are just kind of like, all right, I'm willing to give this a shot. But I think we, we look for a certain type of person who's willing to push themselves, yeah. you know, and improve. We don't just want people to just come in and sweat and leave. We want them to feel like they've improved. Yeah. I think I want, we want to have a place that, Everybody can come. So if, even if you're a beginner, we can challenge you. But if you're pretty good shape, we can challenge you as well. So we, we got to find a good like line between like people who haven't walked out for years or people who have been walking out many years and just want to have a really good workout. So we, we don't have like something just specific and you want to make it to make sure everybody comes as the best experience and lives like his ass was kicked. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Jordan, and kind of wrapping this up, like what would you say um, to – somebody else like, like you or like me who has a gym and they're interested in transitioning maybe away from, from CrossFit into it, what would you, like, in hindsight, is there any sort of advice that you would give them on how they should approach their programming or anything like that? Uh, I think first they need to do what they really enjoy doing because when you like something, I think it's just going to be easier for you to uh, transfer it to your members. Like if you really like something, the way you're going to talk about it is going to be much more... Uh, and we love this style yes. of training. And then try it. I mean, sometimes sometimes things look, oh, this is going to be great, and it's not. And sometimes it looks not so good, but then it's great. So you just got to keep trying. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid to fail with it. Don't be afraid. Because we've had different variations of the class. Like we had a balanced version of fuse at one point. People did not like, like it. People hated it. It was like a lot of single arm, single leg work. And people avoided that class, but now we, we still throw in the single arm, single leg stuff, but it's not the entire focus of the class because we know how important that is as trainers, but it's not something people love doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think just like also have good feedbacks from everybody. 
from members, from coaches, from people like just like be open minded and then try to make sure that you are taking everything in and just 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 keep going. Yeah, I think like there's a balance, right? Because you never want to be at a gym. You never want to be owning or working at a gym where um, the members are dictating your programming choices. You never want to feel like a lot of CrossFit gyms, it's almost like the members have the programming by the balls because they want to do a certain thing and they like a certain style. They want to do Diane. They want to do Cindy. They want to do a certain workout and they're very vocal about it. And I think for us, like we have a good balance of this is our style of training. You either like it or you don't, right? It's either for you or it's not, right? And that transition, you know, I was really nervous because when we transitioned over from CrossFit into what we were doing, I was afraid we were going to lose half our members, but we only lost maybe like a handful of people who just loved CrossFit. Most people were willing, they were open to try it with us. And then we've, we've, we've received their feedback, right? You know, I've, I sat down. One thing that I thought was really valuable to me is I sat down with our top 10 most committed members and I just picked their brains. And I was like, what do you like and what don't you like? And that didn't mean that I started making choices based on what they like and what they don't, but it gave me good feedback on how to optimize what we're doing. And Jordan knows, like, I'll come in and I'll be like, it needs a little extra zest. It needs a little extra, like, umph. It needs a little bit of more of, of a of uh, something exciting for them. And we'll go back and we'll maybe rewrite something at a new movement that we've never tried before. So we've kind of kept it fresh in that way. Yeah, I think because we were trying to begin it with doing like uh, some kind of, let's say, emos. It was like, let's say, example, push-ups and pull-ups for 20 minutes, just for example, which is very, very, very effective, but it's also very, very, very boring, right? Yeah. So like I wouldn't mind it for myself, but I know members like, okay, I don't want, it's, it's too boring. That's we try to make it like effective, but also fun at the same time. Yeah, and I think that's that's um, a challenge too, right? Like if you are um, an athlete and you want to work with a trainer because you're after a specific goal, you may have some really boring training sessions because there are certain things that you have to work on. Um, but that's not what we do, right? We want to keep keep people coming, improving their fitness, looking good naked. And um, we have to kind of amp up the excitement about it so that we keep people invested in what we're doing. Yeah. No, no. It's, I think it's, it's, I think we're in the right, right place. And yeah. uh, we're probably going to still do some changes, still grow a little bit. It yeah. takes time. But, uh, I mean, that's We're it. just having fun. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. so what I would say is be, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to try different things. And don't be afraid, you know, to take you have to take the classes so as the owner here i'm always taking class because i may think something works from a programming perspective but when i actually do it in class i'm like oh that didn't quite hit the right way that i wanted it to and so you constantly have to be in your product while you're still figuring it out in this stage that we're in because if you're just hanging out on the side and you know just being like all right they're gonna do this and you're not experiencing it there's probably a lot or, or, or some that you might be missing. So I think it's important for both of us, you know, to have, you know, Jordan will test the workouts himself and then, um, you know, and he's coaching a lot. So I take a lot of the classes and it's a different experience. And then we come together and we say, okay, like this worked, this didn't work, so on and so forth. So I just recommend you guys, if you're doing something similar, don't be afraid to really, really dive into it, get into it. And we're very passionate about it. We love it. And you want, you really want to do something that you love doing. So I think Jordan's, Jordan's, Jordan's point was, was, was right on the nose there is love it. 
If you don't love it, people are going to tell that you don't love it. Don't feel like you have to do a certain style of training because that's what you think you're supposed to do. Because that's a mistake I made at the beginning. I thought that I had to be a CrossFit gym because that was where I had the most experience. And now we've created our own brand. And I think that um, it's been such an exciting journey and I can't wait to see what we do next. Yeah, me too. Thank yeah. you for having me, LJ. Yeah, thanks for, for yeah. coming, Jordan. So this has been the Rocks Fireside Chat Podcast, the first episode where we're going to be talking all things Rocks Fire from programming to everything going on in the world of a micro gym owner like myself. I'd love to know what you guys think. So give us some feedback, give us a comment, reach out, share your experiences, and we will see you next time.